0: surf talk we're back we've had a while off the football season being back up really means I've been playing the last couple of weeks so we've not found time to record it is though the time of year when the biggest story is dominated about whether it's okay to be called Tatiana Octavia Candida or Goose which means only one thing the flat is back and here to talk about it with me is big Jim Watson how are we mate
1: hello doing really well uh, it's the week of the Dante meeting, one of my favourite meetings of the season, but we're allowed back on tracks next season. Uh, next season. I, I hope not, next week. So <laughs> that's something to look forward to, and hopefully we'll be here to pick you a few winners uh, this, this week, and it's been a spectacular week already.
0: Yeah, it's, it's been good. I say in, in the meantime, really, since we last talked about the flight, you've probably been champion today. Last time he properly went into debt for it. But we have had the guineas and really most of the major derby trials by now, Jim. We've seen a couple of star older horses already out, at one of whom, Palace Pier, uh, is back out again this weekend. Uh, first of all, Jim, I'll, I'll just ask you about your thoughts on, uh, on the two classics we've had this season. Poetic Flair winning the 2,000 guineas and Mother Earth uh, winning the 1,000.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I'll start off with Mother Earth or Snowfall, who uh, we got tangled up with last year. Um, I mean, I, I, was, I was really impressed with Mother Earth's performance, and I think this season the Phillies um, will probably outshine the Colts uh, in the three-year-old division. I thought Saffron Beach ran a really good race in behind. Fev also a horse who I've been quite keen on for a long time. Um Santa Barbara was okay, but looking like the step-up in trip will suit. And I, and I think a I drop-down in trip for alcohol-free. So I think the first five in the 1,000 guineas will all be winning races at, the, at a high level this season. Um, but Mother Earth, a typical sort of job by Aidan O'Brien, a very exposed, battle-hardened for these sorts of big races like this. And first time out after finishing second to Aunt Pearl in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf. Um, She's run a heart out, and I thought Dittori was inch-perfect on on her in that. And um, be wary of her going to the Oaks. I think I'd rather go for the Irish 1000, um, or the Coronation, if they they look to skip that. But um, Mother Earth looks a serious animal. Um, Fevrova... I, I, I was quite hot on her um, towards the end of last season for for the 1,000 guineas. And I think she was just a slight bit fresh, uh, which was understandable. She'd been off for a, a fair amount of time. She was uh, So the keenness might settle down a little bit next time. Um, she stayed out the mile really strongly. I think a bit of dig underfoot will I'll probably see her to her best effect. Um, It'll be interesting to see where they go next with her. Uh, see she's got an entry in the Irish 1000 it will not be surprised if she goes and takes on possibly Mother Earth once again over there with a bit of dig underfoot or she goes to the Coronation or looks for somewhere in France Um, and Santa Barbara obviously I think the next step for her will be the Oaks, Um, of course we only saw her once last season we've seen her here and and she's put up a a decent performance in that so I think the 1000 Guineas um, form will turn out to be Fairly strong in the future. As for the Colts in the 2000, I'm not entirely sure what to have a grasp on just yet, especially over the mile. Um, I, I was a, a big poetic flair fan um, after his Leopardstown win. I thought he was really, really good, but then that, that was I sort of dismissed him stepping up in class against some probably more battle-hardened rivals. And Master of the Seas terrific run by him after um, winning the Craven, not looking the most straightforward, but he looked he looked a bit more head down, battled to the line than he did uh, in the Craven, so I thought that was a good run from him, but I'm still not sure if he's going to be one of the best of the crop. Lucky Vega ran with plenty of credit after having a good two-year-old season, um, over six, mostly six furlongs, so I think a step down in trip for Lucky Vega would possibly... Uh, suit him a bit more disappointing from your battleground Wembley and uh, Van Gogh and the uh, O'Brien Battalion and Thunder Moon as well uh, I think I stepped down in trip as well for Thunder Moon. it's sort of a bit of a, a you always find that in the guineas that there's a bit of a middle ground where you find out if a horse wants further or it wants um, less and I, I think there's a few in that that might enjoy a step down in trip um, but overall, I've, I've enjoyed it so far. It's been a decent flat season, um, but I think the Phillies have the hand over the, the Colts.
0: Are they both bad crops?
1: Um, are they are they average crops, but we've just been spoilt in recent years?
0: Or have we been spoilt in recent years? You know, who... Look at who won the Derby last season. The, the Guineas winner, all right. I'll, I'll give I'll give you that. Kamiko was 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 a, was a good was an up to scratch Guineas winner. I don't think uh, that it was a very deep crop last year. To be fair, so I don't think there's particularly very many good older horses this this season. What what else is Mogul maybe? But you know he's very beatable and can struggle for say In swoop, was one over in uh, Francis even, and he's a nice type, but again, he was beaten on his comeback, which, look, is, isn't the and end-all, but I don't think there was a, a particular world-beater in last year's crop. Oh, really? The crop before, you know, Anthony van Dyke, I, I, I think was an underrated racehorse, uh, but I don't think he was... He, you know, he, w- he wouldn't be a particularly above-average Derby winner. It's been a while since we've had a good Derby winner, you know. Massa, Wings of Eagles, you know, it's, it's
1: been a while, mate. Yeah, I, 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 I was, uh, well, I was—we'll talk about him later. But Legician runs that St Ledger form's probably some of the strongest classic form we've seen for a, a bit of, a, bit of a, a while now, and uh, we'll talk about that race later. But uh, I've found in recent years the St Ledger's normally normally better race than the Derby.
0: Yeah, I can completely see you thinking with that. Look, my my views on on the guineas. I'll start with the two thousand. Fly uh, did his job very very well, and he was very very hard to knock on the day. You know, I I, I think he's he's a guinea's trial from in in hindsight may, may have been slightly underrated. You know, the horse that came fifth that day. I, I think there might be a good racing laws of the season season uh, from the Ken Condon team. But I'd 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 be backing Master of the Seas to turn him over if they were to meet again. I think he was positioned less advantageously. I think he's a horse with a little bit of a higher ceiling. Uh and if I was to take one going forward that might be able to compete at the top in open company against the Elders, he'd probably be Master of the Seas. Uh, the Superlative Stakes has produced a good horse. As if uh, other, other things I'd note from the Guineas' Lucky Vega uh, surprised me. I thought he might be one that would almost be found out in the Guineas. And end up back at six for the Commonwealth Cup. Ran a cracker. Uh, top two year old last season, really. Maybe slightly underrated as a two year old, to be fair, given given he went off twelve to one, although that probably came from uh, him being quite a pacey type and maybe others had similar concerns to me, but saw so the I like, well, uh, he's a nice type. I really like Chindit as well, Jim. And whilst he might not be a bona fide group one horse, uh I'm sure he'll win a good race this season. You could see him getting you could see him getting a ten furlongs, no bother. The only two times he's been beaten have been in the Juvers and the Guineas. So me saying that he's a good racing in him sounds a bit daft because he has been winning good races. But he he was eye catching, you know, one that probably lacked for a little bit pay little bit of pace early, but came home uh with a real wet sail. Uh nothing else particularly interesting. One ruler, you can see why he might do better up in trip. Muta Sarbeck was alright. I guess he's he's, he's probably ran towards as good a level as he did in winning uh at the Craven meeting, his price was probably a little bit more on potential. I didn't like any of the Aidan O'Brien three-year-olds uh, two-year-olds last season, really. I was never encapsulated by Wembley uh, or Van Gogh. The, the, one I, the one I did like was Battleground, who was just so flat. Ended up being really well-supported on the day as well. Went off favourite. She's better than that, but th- there were no positives you could take from that. Uh I, I don't think Wembley is a top-class racehorse. Took, you know, improved as the season went on, but he was he was beaten f- five times out of six as a two-year-old. You know, wouldn't be mad keen on him going forward. Van Gogh, you, you could take, I guess, or two a positive or two from his run going towards the derby, but it was no better than all right. So, yeah... Uh, that's just me slating the whole Guinness field, but no, I do like Master of the Seas. I, 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 and I, you, you said of him as well, maybe not entirely straightforward, but I don't mind horses like that who don't look like they've finished improving because there is clear room uh, from where where improvement could be made from. And I, I thought he went went well enough through the Guineas himself. He'd be the one uh, to take out for me, only beating a shot, and look. I, I, I think the best horse in that race has probably come second, not not being harsh to Poetic Flair, who did his job very, very well. Uh, I tweeted before the 1,000 guineas about how Aidan O'Brien's 1,000 guineas winners are just generally busy two-year-old and mother earth. Fit that category well. Got a nice price, about 10 to 1 with her. And, look, oh, she quickened up well. And this is this was an improved showing from two to three to beat Saffron Beach who, so again, is he's, he's a nice filly uh, for Dream Chapel Hireman Again, would be of interest up in trip again. Nice to see New Bay with a good one as well. He was a horse I liked and I thought was was going to be a very, very interesting first season style last year. Best form from New Bay, obviously. It was all over middle distances, really. But he was a pacey horse for a middle distance uh, performer and he, he, he seemingly passed that on to a lot of his progeny last season and he's got a good one there from his first crop in Saffron Beach. You love over Jim, don't you? And you, you put her up middle of last summer, each way at 33s on this podcast for the Guinness. So we collect with that. Brilliant shout from you. Uh, and Santa Barbara ran, a, a, I'd say, a belting effort for a, for a second run. I wouldn't be rushing to back her uh, for the Oaks, if I'm honest. But well, you, you, you could see why the... Uh, the rumors were there about her. I I thought she was a, a silly pride. She ended up drifting back out a little bit, didn't she? Uh, to five to two, but I, I I am never I'm never a man to back a horse on reputation and talk. And she was five to two on talk alone. Uh, but a, a lot to a lot to work with there. Alcohol free as well wasn't wasn't done for stamina, to my eye, just. It didn't pick up as well as, as others. Sacred needs to move back down in trip. Uh, that would probably be that for me. I don't think it was it was a fantastic 1,000 guineas either, given that the joint favourites were a, a suspect stayer in alcohol-free and, a, you know, a maiden winner in Santa Barbara. And then next in the betting was, you know, Sacred, who, again, suspect stayer. Uh but Mother Earth's a nice enough type, but I think she'd probably struggle though uh, in open group one races. The Derby Trials, Jim. And the Oaks Trials as well. Let's not be sexist. Uh, what have you made of what we've seen so far? Obviously, we had the Dante today, won by and Lane. Ball showing ballet. Very, very impressive. Won the ballet sacks on the Derringstown and at Chester last week. Uh, we saw Youth Spirit Win the Chester vars, mate.
1: Yeah, I, I think for me, the clear standout and, uh, and the market quite clearly agrees with, with me is Bolshoi Ballet. I, I really, really liked what he did in the Derringstown. Put the field to bed comfortably, um, asserted well clear of the others. Comfortable 6 length victory. And <laughs> when, that, when he crossed the line, I thought more of a St. Ledger than a, than a Derby. But then, he's done that over a mile and two. Arguably, his stamina is not a problem for him. He could probably go and do both. And I think we might see a, another possible O'Brien horse go for the St. Ledger that would be more suited for that than running the Dante today. Um, so, personally, I'd be most impressive with Bolshard Ballet. Um I haven't. I liked the Dante winner today, but I feel like it was a, n- not a falsely run race, but uh, the race set up for him and he was well positioned by William Bewick. Maybe the race, Holly Dawes had a fair fractions on um, Roman Empire, and obviously to make an emphasis on stamina for high definition, which he yeah, has quite clearly got in abundance, and I just feel like and the race sort of fell in their laps a bit of Magellan and Hurricane Lane. And do I think Hurricane Lane's classy enough to win a derby? Looking at recent years, you don't have to be a classy horse to win the derby. You're just going to get your head down and scrap. And that's what he did here. So I, I, I'm not quite sure where I stand with the trials so far. I, I think Youth Spirit did a good job last time. Um but, Mike, Worko was disappointing. Fancy Man didn't stay, and Sandhurst probably isn't up to that level. So, for the Chester Vars, I think Youth Spirit's got away with winning a group three there. I don't think he's a, a possible Derby candidate. Um, but I think the market's got it about right. Seven to four, uh, Balshaw Ballet is where I've been leaning at the minute. It's not it's not original, but I'd be looking forward to John, uh, John Lepper out in the fairway at the weekend, which we'll talk about later.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think we'll probably need to see something very special from John Leeper to uh, just a certain ball, Borshaw ballot at the top of the market. And I think he's a clear standout on everything we've seen so far. He should win the Derby. Mm. He put that race to bed in the manner of a very, very smart horse. I am surprised that high definition is still shorter in the bed than Hurricane Lane. I like high definition. You know, big fan of his, and he wouldn't be the first horse to improve for a run in the Dante, you know Japan, being a a notable recent example, but it did take him a while to get going, and you can't do that at Epsom.
1: Yeah, I, I've got a feeling he could get lost. Um, just as soon as the race is off, then I mean, they got like I said earlier on that there'll be a more than likely be a pacemaker for, from the O'Brien camp. And he could just get a bit lost and all at sea round the bend. And yeah, I'd be worried about that with high definition. But I think the St Legia for him would probably be a better target and maybe an Ascot Gold Cup next season.
0: Irish derby. Maybe. I'd definitely run him at Epson. But if Bolshoi Ballet does as I think he will do and wins the derby... Maybe I'd split darts by going Bolshoi Ballet, King George next, and sending high definition to win his Derby at the Curragh. Yeah, probably
1: for breeding aspects, that that'd probably be better.
0: Uh, one or two more that I, that I didn't mention. Irma my he's as he's as short as a five to one for the Derby. He looked very very decent, winning admittedly slightly weaker races at Newmarket. Uh, what did you make of him, mate? Yeah, really,
1: really impressive and was comfortable in the end in that listed race. Um, but he'd have to, I, I know the others have had question marks over what their um, form is like in that, but he's still got to step up to another level to get on, on terms with Bolshoi and even to some extent the, the Dante form and the um, Lingfield Derby trial form. I'd still have liked to have seen him come through that. I'd I'd want him to progress a bit more. The sectionals showed that it it was a very decent performance, but I'd be wary of that. I'm wary of him at the minute.
0: And the Linfield Derby trial winner, uh, Third Realm, Jim, still looked a bit babyish to me.
1: Yeah, but he put the field away comfortably against some nice horses. Um, I, I was probably out of the... This and the chest of Vars was probably more impressed with third realm. Um, I thought the, the field was decent for this derby trial. Kiprios had shown a fair amount so far, and um, Scope had been impressive, and Adear um, was second in that classic trial at Sandown. So he, he's beaten all the right horses, and, and he was, wasn't stopping towards the finish. The ex, extra furlong will certainly suit him. Of course, Lingfield. Um, the undulations of Lingfield will, has proved that he, he he will go well round Epson more than likely. Um, Mike, everyone always says that... The, I always point it back to you, Luke, because you always tell, remind me. Everyone always says how good the Lingfield derby trial is for a prep, but is it only Anthony van Dyke that actually won the Lingfield derby tri- tri- uh, trial and gone on to win the derby? Uh,
0: I'll do some research. I, I used to always think that Aidan hey, no O'Brien sent his bad ones to Lingfield. Mm-hmm. If you look at the horses he'd won the Lingfield Derby Trial with before Anthony Van Dyke, with the likes of uh, Nevis, do you remember him? Mm-hmm. Uh, Age of Aquarius won it, who ended up being quite a good stayer, but he wasn't really a middle distance type. Let me actually get it up here. Kilimanjaro, you know, uh, Alessandro Volta, I didn't think Edna O'Brien tended to use Lingfield as his uh, preferred option for his derby prospects. I'd normally pay more attention to one of Aden's if they won the Chester Vase. If I'm honest, although Kew Gardens got turned over in it, and that was one of the reasons why I didn't really think Kew Gardens was that good. I thought, well, if he we thought it were any good, you wouldn't ruin But yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. The, I, I think third realm in the mid to latter section of the race was more impressive than the way he finished it off, because the move he made off the bend was very, very tidy. Uh, He's probably a nice horse. Wouldn't... You know what? I'd almost have him in my maybe, if the derby comes... If the derby's a little bit too much for him at this stage, maybe dropping him back down in trip and going for something like the Hampton Court at Royal Ascot over 10 furlongs, the group three.
1: Mm. He's got an entry in the King Edward uh, Arsenal already.
0: That makes sense. I like that... uh, Anything else from the derby crop,
1: Jim? Um, other than, I think we're going to mention John Leeper in a bit. Um, I was a bit disappointed with gear up, I thought, today. I was hoping for a bit better from him, but disappointing. But no, I'm a bit boring this year for a change. I don't like to be banging the drum of the favourite of a derby a month or so out, but... I think that's where it's gonna go this year.
0: Yeah, I'd agree. The the only two things that I add swiftly is Max Sweeney uh was a busy two year old and hasn't and wasn't one that you know had much of a sexy profile. There'll be races to be won with him this season, but I don't think it's too much of a surprise that he's been beaten already at three and he might not be one that's winning group one races uh on the flat this season. And the other thing is that it's an absolute disgrace that there's a horse called Lockdog, That isn't a staying hurdler.
1: <laughs> there's only one lockdog
0: There is only one lockdog, Although the Aidan O'Brien Lockdurg, to be fair to him, looks a very, very stout stay and might be their Queen's Vars horse.
1: Yeah, he's also got an entry in the King Edward as well.
0: Has he? Happy days. Uh, On to the Phillies, Jim. We've already spoke about Santa Barbara. Uh, Snowfall won the Musidora uh, and then next in the bed you've got Tiona who didn't know how to act like a racehorse in the Musidora and Zayada at 10 to 1 uh, it's not a particularly fascinating market at this stage for me mate I don't particularly like anything Seven, like Santa Braba's best price 9 to 4 which she's still short for what she's done, but you look and you think, well, who else? Who else could be better than a snowfall's taken a huge step forward, uh, but I think that was a race that, like I say, fell apart a bit. Tiona pulled her chance away. Noonstar, you know, I'm, I'm not sh- really sure whether that was her true form. Mystery Angel is fairly well exposed, you know, I'm not sure it took loads of winning that music Dora for all that Snowfall, clearly, has stepped forward from two to three, and do you know what, mate, I wasn't I wasn't mad impressed by Zayada either at Chester, a lot of people uh, were kind of saying along the lines afterwards that she was the one that they'd take out of that going forward to Epstein, which I understand, because she's had a lot less racing than the very exposed Dubai Fountain. And she got second run. But she had enough chance to go past her, I thought. And she just didn't have that that final turn of foot needed to get past the winner.
1: Yeah, I Something completely like, agree. I, I completely you know, agree. I think Dubai Fountain was always finding more to Zayada.
0: Yeah, com- completely, mate. I, it, it wasn't as if, to me, it wasn't as if, you know, she flashed home with a late run and, and would have won the race had she got out earlier. She had ample opportunity to go past and, sh- and she didn't have that extra gear. Uh this is a race I genuinely have zero interest in. I, I probably enjoyed the free run and of his chase at Fontwell uh this evening more than I more than I will enjoy the Oaks this season. <laughs>
1: of course he did.
0: It was a good race, Chapman's hype turning over Eglintine to Soy. Two good novice chases, above average hurdlers. Uh, Southfield Harvest has been out and winning already as well. National Hunt Chase this season. He wins it and then he wins the Hennessy in two seasons. Something like that. Uh,
1: We're talking about the Oaks here, come on. You <laughs> 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 just Oaks. talked about the National Hunt Chase in the middle of the Oaks.
0: <laughs> oh, you know me too well, and I can't help myself. I can't help myself. Uh I can't help myself from putting a horse up for a race in eighteen months' time after Run Run over fences. But come on, Southfield Harvest is a good horse. Uh, the older horses, Jim. Then sprinters Starman won the Duke of York Stakes. But really, mate, I guess other of them, Winter Power, who is still who is still a a three year old and was very impressive at winning at York today. She's a short enough price for the King's stand now. <laughs> Bata should still be the King on his best form.
1: Yeah, and you can understand why. Um, there's, you've also got to put glass slippers into the into the ring. Of course, impressive in the Breeders' Cup to get up. Um, Oxstead have been disappointed um, with mostly and... and um, there's a horse that I quite like for it and I've just seen what price he is for the King Standard I do think it's a ridiculously short price but Dragon Symbol was a nice winner off the top of my head I think at Hamilton for Archie Watson he's only had three or four starts won all of them but I'm a bit of a fan of this horse and he's he's quite clearly on the up upgrade he's not too much racing um, I've just seen it's twelve to one, which I think is an absolutely stupid price. Um, but I think Batash, whether he's going to be there or not, is a different question. Um, you can get eleven to four about him now, which I don't think's a, a, a daft price. Um, but he's got to be fit and raring to go. I, I know they are possibly a below-average crop that he normally beats every time, but he's still got to be on his A-game to beat them. So. I'd be looking to be against Batash as I normally am' um but <laughs> the sprinting division it's competitive, which makes it sort of more exciting um than than the others
0: I love it. I love the sprinters it's probably my favorite division on the flat uh because they do beat each other a lot and you can and you can have that. i think i think you you can have more swings uh with the group on sprinters than you can over middle distances. But I, I don't think it's I don't think it's a great group. I said to you, probably about a week ago, that it genuinely wouldn't surprise me if Summer Gand won a Group One this year, and that's not me uh, overestimating the abilities of my best mate Summer Gand. But I, I think he, I don't think there's, you know, that many horses better than him over six furloughs around at the minute. You know what I mean? Starman was very very good, and Nahar has improved again. Those two might take some beating. Dream of Dreams uh, should be on the premises again uh, in the top class six furlong sprints as well, although he really is a seven furlong horse. Uh, nothing too much more to add, but like he said, if you're looking at the horses, you know, towards the top of the Diamond Jubilee stakes, you've got Starman, and then Dream of Dreams, who's a seven furlong horse. Nahar, Shield, Kate Byron, you know, we're all handicappers. Not too long ago, came from the dark and summer. Gand in there as well, you know. What I mean, it's it's not a fascinating. Well, it is. Not, it's not a fascinating. It's probably a little bit harsh of me to say that. It's not a particularly strong group, but it would it wouldn't surprise me if you were to get, you know, a couple of winners at twenty-five to one plus in big six furlong races this season. Mm, yeah. Cause I don't, I, cause I don't. I don't think the top end is that far ahead of a. Uh, the chasing pack. Uh, over a mile, Jim, we've already seen Palace Pier uh, win this season. We won't go delve into him because we'll talk about him regarding the locking. Middle distances. Big fat Japan won a race. <laughs> uh, he actually did that quite well, although I'm not quite sure uh, what a beating of Trushan really means for Japan's future at the very top level. Don't think it was worth loads <sighs> and he was so, so, so bad last year. Good to see him at least capable of winning a race but he'd need to improve another you know, five to six pounds for me to be winning op- uh, open group ones this season. Uh, one horse who I do think will win group ones this season though is Armouridge. He's a proper animal. I like him a lot. Yeah? Yeah, I... I actually talked about him. Do you remember last season uh, with regard to Japan in the Irish Champion Stakes, saying I thought Armory at 66-1 60, would finish ahead of Japan, and he did, and he went out to Australia and uh, he got beat by Sir Dragonet, which, which was a good laugh. But in, in the Cox Plate, you know, like I say, I don't, I'm not sure whether there's loads of depth. At 10 furlongs this season, even though it probably is the deepest distance with Mishrith and Lord North about. Uh, but in Ireland, oh, there'll be winnable races for him. And I don't think Armory is too far behind the very best at the minute. He's a horse I'd, I'd keep on side this season at the top level. Uh, and the Stradivarius did what Stradivarius does. Came back, won the Cigarro form. Looks looks solid, Beaten Neath Road and not uh, Ocean Wind. And Sir Ron Priestley, there's won twice, runs in the Yorkshire Cup as well tomorrow uh, after, a year, after a year out. He's a smart, smart animal, Jim. Might make things a little bit interesting if they want to go down that route, although at the minute it seems like they're going to be going back down and trip to middle distances.
1: Yeah, yeah you've mentioned Sir Ron Priestley. Um, Johnson's got a, a, a good sort of grasp on that division. Subjectivist, um, who won in Dubai. Nairf Road, who's ultra-consistent, and Ron Priestley, who we'll also see out tomorrow. Um, did it well at Nottingham. S- stepped back down in trip and now back up here again. Um, I'm looking forward to it, right? Full of potential. And as I said, that St. Ledge is not looking too bad of form at the minute. I think Sir Dragonair was in behind there. Uh, Nairf Road was third. So I, I think that St. Ledge is probably the, the strongest St. Ledge well, not the strongest, because, of course, the, the one with Crystal Ocean and uh, Capri, etc. was. But of the recent classics, that's probably, to my mind, the strongest.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a very, very fair shout, mate. Uh, anything else you'd like to talk about that we've seen already so far this flat season?
1: No, not really. Um, the Flat Jockeys Championship something that normally interests me. Um, there's five top class jockeys all looking to battle it out this season O'Shea Murphy Willie Buick um, Ben Curtis Tom Markland, and Holly Doyle all riding at the peak of their powers at the minute. It's trebles doubles left right and centre um, you can still get a bit of 5-1 Markwanda which I wouldn't rule out at this moment in time
0: fair enough mate moving on uh, to this weekend's action Er uh, Where would you like to start, Jimbo Newbury?
1: I think we should start with the the Locking.
0: Go on then. We'll have it your way. Er uh, Palace Pier, sixty-four on to beat low, P Fernandez, thirteen to 10s. Mayober on top rank sixteens. The legend that is safe for his twenty two century dream twenty eights. Lord for his Lady Beaufort, forties, Campari Pogo fifties, happy power and eighties, blessing. Uh Jim Palace P has got to underperform to get beat.
1: Yes, and with the weather forecast over the next couple of days, strong chances of rain, that's probably the only way that he's going to get beat. Um, We saw him on the soft ground in the QE2 when he was beat by the Revenant, just not with it. Maybe Frankie would have rode him differently that day, he was quite buzzed up and not himself, but he was straight back to himself in the in the Group Two Bet Three Six Five Mile at Sandown last time. Um, it wasn't a very good field, and you'd have expected him to turn him over in the way that he did. I know Kuzan was on the upgrade from the all weather, but all weather back onto grass is a completely different uh, side. But Palace Pair does need to underperform here to to get beaten, but especially with the ground turning, I certainly won't rule that out. I think there's some Quite clearly, he's ahead of the division, but there's some nice horses in behind that you certainly can't rule out at, at decent prices. Um, Lopey Fernandez, is second favourite, purely on the fact that probably he's Aidan O'Brien. Um, they found out that Amayo's probably banged up his street last time in the Heritage. Um, we saw him running that in the Breeders' Cup mile when he had the 1-2-3 uh, for Coolmore. Um but and I'd be slightly worried on the bit softer ground. His performances of uh, that his best performances have come better ground, um, so I'd be a bit wary of that. Horse I like in this, and we've both liked him for a couple of seasons. They've top rank. He's, he, he never really does an awful lot wrong, um, apart from his, his last of six in the in the Jewel Stakes, um, but I, I liked his reappearance in the Doncaster Mile. Uh, at the start of this season at the opening meeting, um, put to bed a, a nice enough field that you'd expect a horse of, of the quality of a lock to be doing, uh, put away what's-the-story in Montatham. Um, but last season, he beat My Oberon uh, in the superior mile at Haydock on softish ground. He's won on better ground at Newmarket. He was third in a competitive Clipper Logistics handicap at York. So Busker and Montathan were more experienced than him at the time, and he was fairly keen. Um, but I think now at the age of five, he's just coming right back into his own. And I think 10 to 1 about him at the minute, I think it's 10 to 1, um, is a, a nice price for a horse that's lightly raised for his age. But I still think there's a bit more pro- uh, progression to come from him. Um, so at 10s, I think he's a bet. And the other horse I like in this is the William Jarvis trained Lady Bothop. if you if you put into context what Queen Power did today at York in the Middleton, peaked that field. I know it was a poor field, but still had to brush the, the, the field aside for group two. But Lady Bothhorp ran on really, really gamely to the line. Question mark is that was over a mile and one dropping the back in the mile, but we've seen bits and pieces of form in a in a previous um, starts to, to show that she's a decent horse over a mile as well. She'd won a um, group three at Ascot comfortably. She's run in, in some nice races before. She gets the mare's allowance, maybe at the age of five, she's just coming to herself a bit more. Uh, and she looked like she was up for a fight last time. And I think she just looked slightly weak in a finishing on sometimes, but she battled well to the line. Uh, champion jockey booked for William Jarvis. I think, I think she could be a better 28.
0: Fair enough, mate. Yeah, it is an it is an interesting race from an each-way point of view because you will be getting the three places. And everything's a double-figure odds bar in the top two. Uh, Lopi Fernandez and deserves to be second fav after his impressive win at Leopardstown. Back up to a mile. Just strikes me as a horse who's very good at a lot of things but not top-class at any. If you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Had smart form. Over six last season as well, you know, finished third in the Morriston East. Uh, as good as a, as good of a miler, but his official rating's one seventeen. I think I I have him down as one eighteen, uh, but I, I I don't really see where he breaks into that one twenty band. Uh I agree with what you say about top rank, and I'd ha- prefer him to my Oberon. Maybe some of the older horses are a little bit disrespected here though Uh, safe voyages all the disappointing run last season really came out in America very very solid prior for that won the boomerang mile uh, where he beat Century Dream who re-opposes here and he's a horse who will like soft ground if it comes you know back at a mile, he might have an each way chance exposed as he is at the age of 8 At 16-1. to And Lord Glitters had a brilliant spell in Dubai. Got himself another grade one. Uh, I don't think he was completely disgraced by his effort in the Dubai turf. Albeit uh, maybe fractionally disappointing people may have had given the form he was in. But he finished sixth in behind some good horses. (laughs) There's, There's nothing that... I think he's a uh, outstanding each way bet though, Jim. If I'm honest, mate, I, th- I, th- I think there are a good, you know, five or six in this that that are within about two pounds of each other, and any one of them could come third on a going day. Uh, Lope Fernandez should be second best, and I find Palace P a very, very hard to get beat. You know, even if the ground blunts him. I, I, I still think you need to significantly underperform not to win this. There was something
1: about that Ascot performance that I didn't like, um, just just the way he was slightly buzzy and the way that he, he can get worked up. And I know that's and there's plenty of ifs in there, but and and what he did last time showed that that's not left his mark on him, but. I'd just be wary at that short a price for me, because um, I'll probably be lucky to play each way top rank and Lady Bothal.
0: Nice one, mate. Uh, I am with the odds-on favourite. No changes there, uh, but it's, it's not a race I can I can make a solid, uh, you know, gilt-edge case for each way. Really, I think i would be forcing it a little bit earlier on the card, Jim. We've also got the Group Three. Al Rayan Stakes, it's the Aston Park. Uh in real real words. Alazah, even money to beat logician who's two to one, fifteen to two Flunderers, eleven to two ranch hand, 33's Rainbow Dreamers, sixty sixers. Al Alazi was impressive, Jim. He in was the in winning the John Porter. Uh, does he follow up here?
1: Um, I think he's got a, a pretty good chance to. Um, like you said, he was easily the winner uh, of the John Porter. The, the field for the John Porter was OK. It was it was probably Group 3 level. And, and William Haggis has talked of this horse in such high regard. They're looking forward to going around the world with him, I think, from what I've heard. Um, this is probably going to be a, a paving stone to... Coronation Cup at Epsom in a couple of weeks' time. He's a horse with plenty of potential. We saw that in his three-year-old career, winning the Bahrain Trophy. Uh, and, well, and he, in his maidens, he, he he was learning as he was going. We're probably going to see him into best effect here. Um, even money's short price, but I think it's, it's justified on against decent horses in behind, like I said, logician. Um, we saw him the twice in 2020. Um, yes, he was disappointed in the Cumberland Lodge, but you go back to his form in 2019, prior to the injury, beating Ron Priestley, um, Neyeth Road, Sir Dragon A, and going back to that great voltage, I know that was nothing there, but he still, he still got the job done fairly comfortably in the end. Um, he needs to bounce back. Wouldn't be surprised if he did, no, but he's still got to go some against the younger legs of Al Arzi. And thunderous has been disappointing, really, since he's, since he's winning the uh, Dante. A disappointing seasonal reappearance in the Gordon Richards. Arguably a, another disappointing run in the Jockey Club. Um, I would have quite liked to have seen him finish a bit closer. Um, just looked slightly one pace that day. Um, but for me, I think Alazi does take all the beating.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a race that, for me, revolves around... Uh, what form magician's in really at, if he's at his best he'll win but you can't read anything in to what he did last season because you know his win was a non-event and the second the second time out he was so badly below format he just clearly wasn't himself so I wouldn't be wanting to take two to one about logician given given the doubts so uh, and then again though, even money is even money a little bit skinny for Al when there is a horse who on peak form is better than him. That's not you know there is still improvement potentially to come from Al But you know, he'd have to be a a proper weapon to be a logician and he could be, you know, he's a horse but he's still uh, room for improvement to come. It's it's the be of a no bet race for me, mate. I, 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 think Alazi probably is the likeliest winner, but I wouldn't back him all addition at the current prices.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't rule him out to sort of. He's got to give three pounds away to the rest of the field with with the win from the John Paul last time, but I wouldn't be surprised if he brushed
0: that aside. No, I I agree with that, mate. Uh, at one at one fifty, there's the Carnarvon Stakes. Uh, can be used sometimes This is a little bit of a trial for the Commonwealth Cup. Tactical is 2-1 to, to beat creative force at 5-2. Happy Romance, 11-2, 9, spy Catcher 12, Michel Starr. 16, when the deal is done. And 66-1, to one, Trina. Uh, Jimbo Tactical won the European 3 last time out. Did it fairly well. Uh, form boosted by Naval Crown running well in the Guinness. Er... Uh, What's a worthy
1: favourite? Yeah, dropping down from seven to six um, I think is the right move. Just looked... Just stayed on just enough in the end to hold off Naval Crown, as you mentioned. The form's had a little bit of a boost since. Um, very, very good two-year-old early season. Slightly dropped off towards the end. Um, they tried stepping him up to seven. He got the job done last time, but like you said, dropping back down in trip, I, I think that... Uh, he will we'll go well here. I think he's a, a fair bit in front of the others. Creative Force is more on the upgrade than, than Tactical. He already sets the sort of standard. Uh, of course, Tactical off a rating of 112 will, of course, set the standard here. Um, Creative Force won at Newmarket last time fairly well in, a, in an OK race. It, it wasn't anything special. Uh, but carrying 9-7 in one of them handicaps got the job done. Um, A horse who I like at the price, and last season was tremendous for connections with all the prize money, is Happy Romance. Um, I was disappointed over seven in the Fred Darling, and then back to six over Chelmsford. She did an awful lot wrong. Um, no real room to race. Didn't really settle. Was Slow out the stalls and absolutely flew home and I know that was probably a lot weaker race than this but she did there was a lot of things she did wrong and she still won Um, put her head down and proper battled on the outside and that's what I really like to see Uh, I hope they keep her to sprinting distances because I don't think seven furlongs to a mile necessarily suits her but I'm a fan of happy romance Um, but tactical I think will take all the beating stepping down in trip
0: Fair enough Jim I can see that uh, I think the top two in the better are both both very, very nice types. Probably, you know, both will have their future at black type level. I I know this is a listed race, but I can see tactical and creative force picking up uh, the lower end of group races. Again, I'm, I'm struggling to find an angle away from those further down happy romance. Must tidy away last out as well, albeit in a in a little bit of a uh, winnable listed contest at Chelmsford. Again, it's not the race I would have the strongest opinion on. Uh, welcome back to the flat lads. Uh, I do think the market probably has it about right. Tactical, probably just to concede. The £3 to creative force. Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm not being very original today, am I? I think I've I've gone with all three favourites and and none of them are, you know, max bets really, but if I can't find an angle, I can't find an angle. Fair enough. Uh, The London Gold Cup can produce good horses, oh Jimbo. Uh, and they currently bet 9-2 Bay Bridge, 5-1 Tamburada, 11-2 to two Highland Rocker, 13-2 to two River Alwyn, 9's Dubawi Sands, 10's King Frankel, 12's Odds Legend, 16-1 to Bartham. This is a little bit more like it, Jim, a handicap for us to solve.
1: Yeah, and I think I'm going to have a bit of a swing in this race. Um, the London Gold Cup we've seen in previous years, renowned for bringing up decent horses, uh, the one that stands, in my mind, the, the most is Al Cazine. Um And there's a horse who, and I was disappointed with his seasonal reappearance, but I, I'm expecting him to bounce back here. He's Oz, leg, Oz legend uh, for Hugo Palmer. The stables just hit a bit of form recently, some uh, winners in the last 14 days. Um, but he's third behind Siskiny at Windsor. I was disappointed with him. He was very, very keen, um, just nabbed late on. Um, for second but um, he, that was down to keenness I'm purely sure of it uh, had to carry the penalty of course in the novice stakes off a mark of 82 I think a, a nice enough mark for him slips in off a low weight here his his, um, his win uh, at Newcastle he beat Council who has since run well uh, just been nabbed by Foxtails who then went for the D stakes and and wasn't uh, not wasn't disgraced and I don't think was at all in in love with the track at the time um, and Alderfell then went on and won at Chester uh, he was back in third that day behind Council and Fox Foxtails so I think there's decent forming behind Fireworks I think's out in the coming days as well um, and I I just feel like there there could be a, a lot more to come from him off a mark of 82 eight stone two in this Kieran O'Neill, a very good lightweight jockey uh, at that discipline. I think 12 to one. I know there's some nicer horses that have got flashier profiles towards the head of the market, um, like your Tamborada and your, your typical Michael Stout progression, three-year-old with Bay Bridge. But I think Oz Legend could just be slightly underappreciated in the market at 12.
0: So good case you made there for Oz Legend that Jim, the Hugo Palmer Colt. Uh, you mentioned the flashy ones, and that, uh, and I think I'm going to be siding with Barada, the unbeaten Godolphin Colt. Uh, look, really, if he wasn't a gelding, it would have merited a crack at some of the derby trials on what he's done so far. Three wins from three. One first time up at Lingfield in January. Uh, form of that has worked out well. The runner-up went on to win a maiden at the Lincoln meeting. And the third one uh, in uh, the following month looked a decent, <laughs> a decent race for a uh, Lingfield novice event in the middle of January. Again, backed up that next time under a penalty, uh, beating the Richard Hannan-trained Clay, who's uh, who's been consistent the, on uh, on the all-weather this winter. Probably wasn't a deep race, but he got the job done. at Odds of you know two to five. And then switch to the turf, won a Donny Handicap himself, again at a very short odds off a mark of 91, where he just edged out Annandale, who was a horse that was in form towards the back end of last season as well, won two nurseries, and he's won again on his next start at Nottingham, uh, pulling well clear as well with the runner-up of the third Look, he's, he's got an official rating of 99, but his form so far suggests that he's probably capable of competing for that at 5-1. to one. Uh, Very, very unexposed sort of Dabawi. I like him, although, you know, the favourite, Bay Bridge, was mightily impressive at Newcastle last time and showed some promise as a two-year-old, so I could completely see the case for him. I like what you said about Oz Legend. Uh, his... He is an interesting one, at a, at, a, at a little bit of a bigger price, uh, but it'd be Tambara for me for Godolphin.
1: Yeah, and it's Oz Legend for me each way. A, a bigger, more experienced field, a better gallop, allowing to settle better off of eight stone. So uh, eight stone two, I think he's got a crack in each way, but.
0: My analysis of the four is going to be very bad. It's just a race full of practically full of fillies that have won a maiden. Uh, so I'll let Jim have a go at this if he wants the three to one <laughs> Sea Empress, seven to two Ashari, six to one Gloria Monday thirteen to two tristed reality, seven to one Aristia, seven to one companionship, ten to one Ashada and one Journey and twelve to one Atapinch. Jim, how many times can you say they looked quite good on the debut?
1: <laughs> well you have to say that Sea Empress on form quite clearly set, sets the standard. We saw Tiona Lewis mentioned earlier on, I think about third favourite for the Oaks. Uh, Finished third in the Musidora and didn't really ever look like knowing what she was doing. Um, But Sea Empress was held up towards it towards the rear of that and um, stayed on really really well. Um, The step up to two furlongs it certainly will suit. Of course, in the Sunderland holding colours for Sea the Stars and out of Sea the Stars, William Haggis just so well with these sorts of horses. of course, I think she probably sets the standard. At the time, I thought Arista's form was, was very good, the way she beat Dialectable U. Um, ran on very strongly down the outside at Newbury, and that made it, I really, really liked what she did. But, of course, that's taken a few knocks since that was her only, well, as a, as a lot of them in this, only her first start. So I'd expect her to progress to that. I think she's going to be a nice enough filly um, in the future. Um, they're all very much of a muchness there's, of course there's going to be a lot of progression to come from them, Twisted Reality um, and uh, Gloria Mundia uh, and Companionship and most of the field are all m- much of a muchness but I think the two for me in this will be Sea Empress and Artista
0: Yeah that makes of sense to me, Jim Sea Empress's defeat of Tiona on debut uh, was very very impressive, out of a full sister to Buretino, good pedigree that, and she should take a fair bit of beating. Uh, in terms of the pedigrees of those that, have, that are uh, also involved, Ashari, who was disappointed, went off favourite for the Pretty Polly, and ran down the field. Uh, she's a, she's related to Hader. You know that's that's a lovely pedigree. One on debut as well, beating uh, Ready to Venture of William Haggis's who herself is out of a sister to George Washington and went and won next time up. So it wouldn't be a surprise. She, she you know, the, the market seemingly forgiven her for that poor run in the Pretty Polly. Uh, so it would be no surprise to see better from her there. I mean, the, the market definitely expects better uh, from her. Like I said, those down uh, practically everything else down the field does. Has won on its only start. The Queen has companionship, who was runner-up on debut at Kempton, uh, and then went on and won at Chelmsford as well. We'll know a lot more about them after it's finished. Correct. Uh, Elsewhere, Jimbo, the Fairway Stakes at Newmarket, and you wanted to talk about John Leaper. Yeah, 11th, to right favourite to beat Fancy Man. At five for two. We've mentioned him as well. Running the Chester Vars, flying high six to one. Tasman Bay, fifteen to two. Cedar the shells tens and Via Sistina, thirty three to one. John Leaper, son of Snow Fairy, mate.
1: Of course, had the reputation, um, and of course named after Ed Dunlop's father, John. Um, I mean, the pedigree is faultless almost. Um, and the the win last time at Newcastle was very very comfortable uh, I, I think it was a effortless performance almost and very very snug in the end thought Holly Daw gave him a, a really good ride taught him a lot throughout the race held him up towards the rear brought him through and he quickened well clear ahead of, of his rivals another second was rated 79 and um, I thought the third had a bit of decent form already in the book behind. Worko had won the Blue Ribbon trial at Epsom. Um, so I, I know it's only a maiden, but it was something to get very excited about with the way he did it. Um, I think this will obviously be a step up. Fancy Man, I thought, ran with plenty of credit in that chest of ours. The sectional show sure that he just didn't stay the the final couple of furlongs. So the step down to a mile two here will certainly seem to best effect. He, he has the penalty... For winning the ascendant stakes as a two-year-old, so he has the listed penalty here. Um, but I, uh, they like him a lot in the Richard Hannon yard, and I, I think that he sets a standard here. And John Leaper needs to progress uh, to Fancy Man's level. I know he's carrying the penalty, but I certainly won't rule it out. Flying High is a horse. I also have a, a fair amount of time again uh, time for. Um, Finished fourth behind Otonian and one ruler in Third Kingdom in a nice sundown maiden, and has won his last two at Newcastle since that over a mile. Question marks about the form with him, but of course he's he's on a bit of an up, upwards uh, progression, so why not try your hand here? Tasman Bay was impressive being King Vega, but was, at the time people thought that wasn't a very good run in that conditions race with the um, reputation that he had after winning... The Newcastle race, they fancied him for the Derby. Um, of course, this is a, a, a Derby trial in itself, um, but the, third, the winner, of course, won the Dante today. is not a bad horse. Uh, well, none of them are really in that race. So uh, uh, it's a race I'm looking forward to. I think it might have an impact on the Derby. I think the money will come for John Leeper uh, on the day, and I think he'll go off very short. So if you like him now, I'd, I'd advise back him now. But I, I wouldn't quite rule out Fancy Man. I, I, I was really, really liked what he did at Chester, and if it was over two sh- furlong shorter, I definitely think he would have won. Um, so I like John Leaper for the derby. Well, I like him for this. I'd like him to win the derby, but he's too short for me uh, in that market. Um, but I think Fancy Man might just edge it here, even though he's carrying the penalty.
0: I, I don't really disagree with any of what you have said there. If I'm honest, mate... Uh... Fancy Man sets a, sets a useful standard and the standard that uh it would be no surprise if it was good enough to win a race like this. I hope John Leaper's good though. You know I, I love Snow Fair in me and I hope she's she produces one that, that can uh, carry the bloodline on at the top level. Uh, again it's not a race I'd I'd have a mega opinion on. I don't like these early season three year old races. Uh, from a punting or analysis perspective because a lot of it is just you know kind of repeating the same thing that oh they've got a lot of potential and they should improve over and over again but John Leaper on potential uh, should be good and it'd be nice to potentially throw a spanner in the works here for the derby because I don't don't think I've seen anything that uh, looks capable of beating Bolshoi Ballet so far
1: Yeah, so hopefully John Leeper does put out a very good performance and sort of shakes up the market a bit. We were hoping that with high definition today, but I don't think he ran that badly, to be honest. But it just feels like someone needs to be a star in the division. And as much as Bolshoi Ballet was really good last time, you don't feel like you're going to be a star.
0: Yeah, I can can have that. Uh, The King Charles... The second stakes, Jim. I'm going to take this because I think one of the horses in my nap can't run to you.
1: Go on then. Who is it?
0: I I like Cloudbridge for the Dolphin. Really liked him after his debut when he bolted up at Leicester beating uh, another Godolphin horse in Soft Whisper who did well this winter, won a listed race out in May, Dan. So the form of that was good. Was sent off even money for the Aikham Stakes and ran like an absolute turd. Uh, but he put that behind him to chase home Mighty Gurkha, only beating a nose in the Cyrenia Stakes back up to seven furlongs, uh, should suit him. I think, I, th- I think he's a horse with a hell of a lot of potential, uh, retained going forward, Jim. I like the fact that he's running over seven, over six. I think his two-year-old form isn't a mile off the best of these devil Wallers in here as well, who was fourth in the Dewhurst, but, like I say, the two-year-old coastal season was so messy, There were about 20 of them that I'd have had between, well, maybe not about 20, I might be exaggerating, but there were loads of them that I'd have had maybe between about 110 and 114, and then about, and then barely anything that I'd have had above that. You know, a messy group without a standout. Uh, Devil Waller was amongst them, maybe lacks the potential of Cloudbridge, the favourite is Belosa. Uh, the filly of Jane Chapel Holmes who absolutely bolted up at the Craven meeting uh on her debut was punted off the boards that day as well. Uh, Jane Chapel Holmes clearly knew she had a good one. Won the race by seven lengths. could have been any distance you like, but it was for a new market maiden a woeful event, wasn't it? The runner up, uh, Vero Eagle had done up since finished seventh in a filly's Maiden at first. The two horses who the market suggested would have been the biggest threat to Velosa, uh Kirtisiana of Alsha Cavs, just fit, uh, trailed home in last, clearly ran below for because she'd been second even tired of that, and then Pri Mary of uh Chivley Park studs managed to get herself beat off a mark of sixty-nine in a handicap last time out. So she wasn't beating good fillies. You know, it it, it, it was the performance of a clearly clearly above average animal against a load of bad ones, to my liking, she could go and absolutely want this lot, and if she does, I'll, I'll clap and I'll enjoy it, because uh, we need good horses, and we might have a really good one here, but at 92, I'd, I'd take the chance, that the slightly more proven Cloudbridge might be better than her.
1: Yeah, I, I I agree with what you said, with the loss, so I'm probably going to lot to take her on, my worry with Cloudbridge, I was at, uh, was it, the Aikham, I was just far too keen, just never really seemed to settle. And maybe I think that was why the decision to go back over six was last time at Kempton, but just looked a bit soft to me, um, maybe strengthened up over as a three-year-old uh, and hopefully has as progressed from them runs as a, as a two-year-old. Um, it's not a race that overly inspires me, but if you go back on thank you next form, uh, he's second to saffron, uh, her second to saffron beach in the also sharp. Um, could see her run a nice race here off eight stone nine. I know fourteen to one uh, is a, a big price in a, in a six runner field, but and I, I didn't think a run at Ascot last time was necessarily that bad over a mile. I think dropping back over to seven, where a lot of the best form is, second to saffron beach uh, in the also sharp. I think that she could be a bit of a bet at 14s personally, you've, you've summed Beloso up perfectly, I think Devil Waller was very much just a two-year-old and and I know he's finished fourth in the Crave and he wasn't beaten that far, but I think he's still he still has to prove to me that he's not just a, not just a two-year-old uh, in his three-year-old season, so for that reason I think I might side with, with the filly thank you, next
0: Fair enough, mate, uh Tarbridge has been gelded, which is a plus for him because he was a bit of an awkward bugger at two. He didn't he didn't want to go in the stalls as well uh, before he was just touched off by Mighty Gerker at Kempton. Uh, according to the Racing Post, he gelded him three days later, so that was a probably quite a quick decision after how he behaved at York and at Kempton. Uh, but no, he's a, he's a horse for all he does wrong. <sighs> Looks to have a hell of a lot of ability. I'd hope he'd be good enough to win that. Anything else you'd like to talk about? Jimbo, the Yates stakes are words with his odds-on favourite to win that. That's the uh, feature race in Ireland on Saturday, a listed event. And the French classics are also this weekend, the first two.
1: Yeah, there's nothing I have a great opinion on in the, in the French classics. Um, St. Mark's Basilica, I think, might be going there uh, for the... French 2000, French 1000, um, Mother Earth is entered. Um, Miss Amulets might be going there as well. I'd be interested with her. I thought she was cracking last season. Really rock solid. And I thought, ran with a lot of credit in that previous Cup Juvenile Turf. And you look who she finished a neck behind Mother Earth, who's since come on to win the Guineas. Um, And second to Alcohol Free in the uh, in the, in the Cheesley Park, and then winner at York, beating Sacred. A uh, form's rock solid from a two-year-old. If she goes to there, I think she'll she'll go well. And also, we've got the Preakness for the Bob Buffett Show at Pimlico, um, which sees Medina Spirit, the winner of the Kentucky Derby, or you know, not the real winner of the Kentucky Derby, um, but that Buffett heads the field with Concert Tour, and, and she's just in, be, uh, and he's just in behind. So that'll be an interesting race. No strong opinions. Love watching the American uh, Triple Crown, but it's been blinded this year by one man who works at Burger King. Oh,
0: there's never drama Ray, from Bob Buffett. is there? Uh, I'll probably be cheering for uh, Medina Spirit. Just for the laugh, you know, just for the reaction on Twitter, if he goes and wins it, it'd be absolutely chef's kiss, wouldn't it? Uh, because I'd, and I'd be absolutely outraged if something like that happened over here. But because it's in America, uh, I, I, I just enjoy watching, watching the house fire that is American racing from a safe distance. Uh, nap time, Jimbo you have your free. Yes, I do.
1: I think my nap will be in the London Gold Cup. I'm quite hot on the chances of Oz Legend. I think he'll go very close. I think he's around 12 to 1. Um, we'll go for a 12 to 1 nap for the return, as soon as um, we'll come out swinging straight away. Next best will come in the race prior, uh, previous uh, in the 150 at Newbury, the Carnarvon. And Tactical, I think, will defy the three-pound penalty comfortably. I think uh, it's just the best horse in the race. And my reserve will come in the... in. The, we'll go in the lockinge. We'll go and take Palace Pair on, and we'll have top rank to do that.
0: Fair enough, mate. My nap is going to come on... Uh, Friday evening at Aintree. Uh, you can't keep me away from jump along. And I put it up on Twitter this morning. It was 18 to 1. You can't get better than 14 now, but Militarian uh, runs in the 5.50 at Aintree tomorrow. Uh, it says regular rider £7 claim takes him down to a mark of 1 to 6.00. Thought he actually shaped fairly well in both the oxy Chase and the bowl last twice, uh, despite being pulled up in, well, not pulled up, he was tailed off last in the oxy Chase, pulled up in the bowl, but shaped well enough for a good portion of the race back down in trip. Uh, I think he's got a right chance, Jim, off, off this mark, to be fair. He'll be carrying, what, seven pounds lower than when he was third in the Sodexo World Cup earlier in the season behind Regal his only other start last year was in the Caspian Caviar Gold Cup, where he was down the field in that. But I think that that's a race that I rank as like one star in terms of form terms, just because of how strange it was. Chatham Street I'd like, taken them through the front. And yeah, back down in trip, I can see, I can see that suiting military, and he travels strongly. Ran well at Aintree earlier in the year. Uh, and I just think he's much better than a 1 2 6 st- horse. 14 1, I still think he's a price. Uh, my nap of the week uh, Militarian. my next best will be Cloudbridge and my reserve well it's third best now isn't it yeah Uh, yeah, it's
1: third best
0: will be uh, the John and Fady Gosden trained third kingdom who makes his handicap debut in the 7.35 at Donny on Saturday evening good two year old last year uh, finished a short head behind one ruler in a maiden won by the smart Etonian of Richard Hannans finished the head then of Flying High who uh, we've talked about as well in terms of the fairway stakes think he's a smart colt went and won next time up at Newcastle by five lengths absolutely bolted up that day don't think it was a great race but he got a one next to his name comes here off a mark of 88 Roger Varian also has the unbeaten Beau Jardine. In there, but I'd hope that third kingdom for John and Fady Gosden would be good enough to beat him. That's a good uh, tidy little three-year-old handicap. though Donny on a Saturday evening, but he'd be my third pick.
1: Some lovely selection. Of course, you can't get the national out of your head. Of course, you've got to put a put an injury nap in. Can't just have a lovely weekend of fl- a week of flatwork racing.
0: It's not an Aint- it's not a national hut nap, Jim. It's a fourteen to one nap.
1: We're just talking numbers.
0: Taking each other on with two big price naps. That's what we like to see, Jim. We'll put them in the double and we'll be rich men.
1: Each way double and I'll see you in Dubai. Each
0: way double. That's not a nap, Jim, if it's an each way double. Win double. (laughs) Let's go for it. See you in Dubai. Aye. Uh, Thanks to everyone for listening to Turf Talk this week. Uh, We'll be back again soon. Uh, hopefully to bring you some more winners and analysis and uh, see you all in a bit. See you soon, stay safe.